Hey everybody, I'm Fish. And I'm Steve. And this is The Earspoon, found at theearspoon.com. On the internet? On the intertubes. Oh, right there. That's where you find all the angry Democrats. Oh yeah, angry, violent Democrats. Angry, violent Democrats. Mob rule. <laughs> Before we get into the uh, the blue <laughs> siege, as I'm calling it now, right. car- carpe bluem, right. as I say, um, we've got to thank our sponsors. Oh yes. Mocha Joe's. Yes, Mocha Joe's and Series Natural Remedies. Yes, the guys who do the CBDs. CBD. Having great success with the CBDs, I am. No question. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, started doing the uh, the tinctures. Hello. This is such a fun word to say. I know. So um, it's can- cannabidiol. Yeah. Say that once a day. Cannabidiol. I, I, I've been working on it. And apparently your body has uh, cannabidoids. Nice. I think is what they're called. <laughs> Cannabidoids. <laughs> I'm going to name my band that. <laughs> Cannabidoids. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I always thought? <laughs> Complete tangent. Here we yeah. Put your seatbelt on. Put your hard hat on. We're going to tangent here for a second. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, drinking a cup of coffee, which I purchased at a uh, at a chain coffee retailer outside the area I'm at one point in time. Oh. And on the, uh, on the cup... Mm-hmm. Was written the word sip hole. No. Yeah. No. And, and it was pointed up. So this is where they want you to put the sip hole. But, and I, I get it. It was away from a lot of people put the sipping hole over the over the seam of the paper cup. So sometimes mm-hmm. it spills out on you. So this is the way. Because life can be so hard. <laughs> I know. Life is difficult. <laughs> so you have to you have to be directed in such a way as to not scald yourself. Who are you calling sip hole? Yeah. Sip hole. So I thought that'd be a great band name. Totally. Yeah. Metal sip, band. Sip hole. Yeah. Uh, anyway, can, cannabidoids and uh, and such. Um, <laughs> so your body has some natural um, level of, of that anyway. And, and receptors, yeah. The canna, cannabidiol. Cannabidiols that are in CBDs all work with your own body mm. to help it develop better healing properties. Hello. Look at me. Right. I am practically a chemist up in here, up in here. Thank God we kept hemp and, and cannabis plants illegal for a century or so. Oh, God, Because yeah. you know, because what? Huh? So here we are. So all, all the more power to series natural remedies. And, mm-hmm. uh, and hell, as long as we're talking about it, the magic of the coffee bean. Thanks, oh, Mocha Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. God. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So here, here it is. Here it is. I, um, so here's what we've decided to uh, kind of cover today is the, uh, the angry blue wave, uh, the violent Democrat. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that, that sassy Mother Teresa Right. And, and, you know, it's I mean, a funny thing because, uh, you know, I hear this discussion. And a matter of fact, the, the so-called president was saying, I think just yesterday, that at, at another one of his like Nazi rallies, that the Democrats are are about mob rule, opening the borders and violence. And like, you know, all I can think about is like everybody I've known that has really just not being not really a well-formed personality yeah. that projects out onto other people what they actually are. 
And granted, I mean, the Antifa stuff and another, you know, there are people violent in all directions, but yes. it's 10 to 1, 100 to 1 on the conservative side. And you, we can certainly list Charlottesville. We can list the Proud Boys in New York City being the crap out of people the other day with pride, you know, yeah. like, and then, you know, videotaping it, like actively violent in the middle of Manhattan, mm-hmm. you know. And so then the, the president doesn't come out and say, like, hey, everybody, let's not be violent. Let's, you know, it's like, it's those damn Democrats. And so, it's astonishing to me to think that, and that you hear this also from conservatives about liberals. Liberals, liberalism is a mental illness. Now you spend a minute and you think about, well, what is it to be liberal or progressive? Basically, it's about compassion, fairness, equity. You know, all pretty noble, good things. You better slow down, buddy. I'm gonna about to punch you right in the throat. You know, you're gonna just take a swing at me. You know, <laughs> no, like, but there's way too much shit hanging between <laughs> you and me. <laughs> yeah, that could, we we could bust a knuckle or two. <laughs> yeah, right, but just the notion of it, like you know, let's let's acknowledge. You know, if you're if you're resorting to violence, if it isn't in self defense, then you're making the wrong choice. End right. of story. But the, to 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 go out and say that liberalism, people trying to be fair to support people that have low that have have uh, less voice in the world, to say I want to advocate for fairness for all people, and people say that's a terrible thing. Like, think about what kind of frame you're in if you're pointing at people who are, are are shouting for equity, fairness, and compassion and saying, these people are sick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> now, I had you. a discussion, forgive me, I had a discussion the other day, a Facebook discussion. My brother posted a thing making fun of Ayn Rand, which is not hard to do. And a, 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 an associate of his popped in to say, oh, I really like Ayn Rand, and I really think that, da, da, da. And, like, for me, Ayn Rand, if, for those who don't know, <clears throat> The Fountainhead and other things, Atlas Shrugged, et cetera, is basically an apology for selfishness, you know, like, you know, winnowing it down to its essential parts. It's basically saying that greed is good and selfishness is a good thing, and then and helping and sharing is not a good thing. Right. And, uh, you know, when you distill it down to those points and say to somebody, do you think being fair and sharing things with other people is wrong? And they say yes. And I think, <laughs> what's left to discuss here? Not a lot. <laughs> you know? And that Democrats, which I'm not, but liberals and progressives are considered violent and insane. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're at in, yeah, in 2018 yeah, yeah. USA. Yeah, no, it is definitely a, a level of crazy. I, too, um, when Steve and I were sitting around like, okay, what are we gonna What are we gonna chat about? And Steve suggested this topic, and I thought, you know what? This is so weird that you brought it up because I too mm-hmm. was having a social media uh, moment where somebody posted a picture of Rand Paul and said, you know, the Democrats they 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 try to kill this guy and then they crushed his rib cage while he's mowing the lawn and and now they're attacking his family because right. he supported Brett Kavanaugh and right. and you know this is your new Democratic Party. So to that, I posted the video of the, uh, oh, God, you know, of Charlottesville, the, yeah. of Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, look at that Republican run down those people. I mean, or are we just stupid to assume uh, some right. sort of a party affiliation? Right, right. You know, look, there's no question in my mind that probably the person who ran down the middle of the street uh, in a in a car uh, mm-hmm. probably had some some party affiliation. I I I don't assume that he's a Republican. I probably could guess that he Well, is, the, the white is, nationalist Nazi sympathizers, sympathizers tend to be members of the Republican Party. They do tend to be. Not exclusively way. and not not as a re- requirement. No. But each of those people down r- rallying in Charlottesville were certainly not voting Democratic. Right. And, and, you know, so I can assume, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, why would I put that out there 
and create this bigger wedge, this bigger polarizing wedge between the left and the right. Because that's really, it is just vastly becoming a non-discussion. Mm. Uh, the minute you, uh, you, the minute you, you voice your opinion in some sort of a heartfelt manner, you're called names. Mm-hmm. Somebody might take a swing at you, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just this level. It's just this psychiatric event. One more time. Yeah, and 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 that's the difficult. That's the difficulty I have too, because when I I look at it soberly and try to be fair about you know who's doing what in what way. If someone that I align with politically is nasty, violent, mm-hmm. and suggests violence or so forth, I call them out. If somebody uses sexist language or racist language, you call them out. You know, it doesn't matter if I agree with you. You simply aren't going to operate that way. What I don't see happening, uh, and again, I say it's 10 to 1, if not more, uh, on the right side of the spectrum, is being called out not just for violence. That's the obvious bright, shiny object stuff. But mm-hmm. how about bullying? How about bullying from a president? Yeah. You know, how about... No, no, no. The, the first lady has got that under wraps. Oh, that's she's, right. She's, that's she's, right. That's, that's her whole... Happening. That's her whole... You know, she's the most bullied person in the world. Yes, I heard you know? that. And this is what I mean. Like, there's just really no concept. There's no really grasping the idea of, like, you've got people... You know, shouting violent things yeah. and even lock her up. My God, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just anybody who's like a, a, a strong female, they're starting to chant right. this. Right. We don't want women being strong. Now, do we in 2018? Oh, my God. Good God. Uh, there was a – I posted this on um, on Facebook just recently, and it's uh, it's a young girl. Mm-hmm. Who wrote a song? She plays oh, a little yeah. ukulele. Have you seen it? Oh, it's gone mega viral. Yeah, mega viral. I mean, she was even on, I think, Jimmy Kimmel. Well, tell people the, what it is because we're skipping right over that part. So, yeah, so she wrote a song, basically, uh, a, kind of a s- satire song mm-hmm. um, to a degree. Very, it's, it's a, I, I want to say, satirical in that. It's it talks about it's a really bad time to be a boy. It's really hard to be a it's boy. It's really yeah, hard yeah. to be a boy. Really hard to be a man and all this and and she in the song she references things like uh, you know that she can't leave her drink unattended. She can't mm-hmm. she can't answer her door. Can't walk to the car. Can't walk to the car. She can't run through the city with headphones on. She can't live on the first floor. She if she's home alone, she's got to close her windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't win a, um, wear a mini skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as she was singing this now i mean i know this as a man walking the planet right but to hear it all listed yeah i had the same response i was like holy (laughs) shit yeah yeah and it's easy i mean again this is the sort of wokeness for lack of a better term that for many of us from from white privilege to to male centrism right um getting that i mean uh, you know you know many women i know many women sisters etc uh you start to accumulate this idea of these microaggressions, I guess mm-hmm. is the term we mm-hmm. might use in it. But they're not even micro. They're aggressions. They're actual aggressions, yeah. you know. And so, you know, cat calls and things of that, like, it it, it, it creates a sort of psychic prison. Yeah. Um, and I think for those of us who ally with and want to want to strengthen the Me Too movement, it's it's on us to speak up and stand up and support that sort of pushback. It is, and typically that's not the kind of thing that I post on social media, mm-hmm. right? But I listened to it, and I thought to myself, you know what? Mm-hmm. I I think I have a responsibility. Yeah, to post to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really do. I think that my audience of people that feel it important to know what I know mm-hmm. or want to know more about what I know, 
I think that this is really something important yeah. that I need to share and put out there. So I did. And, you know, and it got a lot of shares. It got a lot of likes. It got, you know, whatever happens on social media thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird. I kind of entered it into this trepidation. Then I thought about it. I really, really thought about it. And, and, and what I ended up thinking about was just how uncomfortable, because I have to admit, as posting that, mm-hmm. have I ever been part and parcel to any of that kind of behavior? Uh, it's a good question to ask. You know, it's a so, conversation that's happening a lot with the Me Too movement. I've mm-hmm. seen men, local people that you probably know, post their admissions that I was that at one point, yeah. and I reject that, and I apologize for that. You, you know, um, I mean, I, I I make a lot of jokes, and if you know me, I don't like tend to, you know, go up on a stage with these, this kind of humor. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I make, and most of my jokes that are cracked are basically. Um, in a satirical format in which makes fun of people who are like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's if, a lampooning. If, but if you don't know that I'm lampooning, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you true. know, so <laughs> overheard I, at a restaurant. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> what's wrong with that guy? Hmm. So, yeah, I get that. You know, so I had to post that, realizing, and then going back and listen to the song, going, okay, and I never did that, never did that, never, never, did, did, that. That. <laughs> never did that, and I and I can actually recall at one point in time in a bar. Mm. Um, that one of my friends, do you remember there was a stupid um, thing that was supposed to, in, you could buy in the back of a comic book called Spanish Fly? Sure, I remember that. You remember yeah, that? Sure, it was sure. just, just a weird thing, yeah. which was probably just nothing. But if you put it in a girl's drink, she, just, you, you, she couldn't resist you. Good Lord. And, and I caught a friend of mine putting that <gasps> in a girl's drink. No, no. And I went, what the hell did you just do? And he goes, oh, man, it's so close to Spanish fly. Wait, you see let's, what's going let's to happen. See let's see what happens. So I picked up her drink. I <laughs> threw it right on top of the ice. Well done. And she looked at me and she went, what are you doing? That's my drink. I said, I'm going to buy another one. Because my asshole friend here thought it was funny to dump something in it. And I don't know what the uh, hell it was. Oh, good for you. Good and, for you. And, you know, but I mean, and, and this goes back to the early 80s. Yeah. So I'd like to think that even though I can often speak inappropriately, that when it comes right down to it, mm-hmm. I do the appropriate thing. Oh, yeah. Push comes to shove for sure. And, you know, but I also would say, too, um, cautioning against – I guess I'm just examining my own mental frame about things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, and, and again, it's not said in any sort of braggadocio, but um, – I was raised by a really strong woman and, and a very principled man, um, and I was always raised to be deeply respectful, and I think without exception, and I think everyone who has ever known me or I've engaged with, I've never crossed that line with a woman ever, right? both verbally, physically, or even conceptually, mm-hmm. um, partly because I was kind of shy to be like crossing a line. I've, right. I sought permission and acquiescence, or, or that's not a good word, but you know, agreement to like you know, whatever it might proceed. But that was that came from uh, being raised that way, and yeah. there are men, as we know, raised in a different way that women are objects to be owned, possessed, and in other ways controlled. And I think, thank frickin' God, this is changing. And you know, in our lifetime, we may not see a sig- the significant change in the species should, should survive. And I'm not sure about that. Yeah, part. yeah, that's um, definitely in play. Uh, then uh, we may see a, 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 a dramatic change, particularly, I mean, some people get kind of, we've really straying from the subject here, but we can, we can bring it back. But 
People, I think, get a little weirded out by the discussion of gender identity and the fluidity of gender and non-binary stuff. And I think it's a really healthy discussion to have about what is it, why does it matter, what is gender, what is sex, sexuality, all that stuff. But really asking questions about what is this male-female dualism that we've been doing for this long. It's really, really harmful. I spent the last, totally unrelated, but... I spent some of this weekend looking at uh, genealogy stuff, chasing my family back to mm-hmm. Ireland. And <laughs> go figure, right? Two podcasts in a row. It took a while. I know, that one I? took 15 minutes before we mentioned Did Ireland. I mention I went to Ireland? No. Uh, yeah, I yeah, had yeah, no idea. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, but I'm looking at the, at the birth records and death records and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, like, and what happened for women over men and what the priority of men over women and, and how life has been for centuries. Like mm-hmm. this is like breaking news, right? Right. But – to, to re-examine that now and to say, you know, we're actually changing this. Um, it's uncomfortable for a culture that's very rigid, but it's also a, an essential piece. And I think for those of us who are white, straight men, it's the onus is on us to speak up, stand up, and be supportive and ask how we can be supportive to those who have not been given the same privilege and advantage we have, you know. Yeah, I agree. Let's take a quick break uh, there, and then we'll get back to talking about uh, the violent Democratic Party and uh, what we can do to change that. Should we just maybe fight? No, we would just vote and and (laughs) just drive a wooden stake into the heart of that vampire once and for all. (laughs) Yes, please. All right, we'll be right back after the break. More at theearspoon.com. Ceres Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington. One of our favorite things to do while we're doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. drink Mocha Joe's coffee. We really need to get a sound effects library. (laughs) That was inadequate, but it was real. It was real. Authentic. Mocha Joe's uh, has has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont in the late 80s and has boomed. And they they do all kinds of great... uh, products and just have swag and go to their website mochajoes.com order coffee by the pound uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here we do i don't i prefer just to eat the beans straight straight no, crunchy a little true. bit one of my favorite things about mocha joes mm. is the fact that they support the the farmer yeah you know they really do they have the fair trade coffees that they they go after all the time they're constantly uh, traveling around and yeah, and I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade. When I first got here 20 years ago, they were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people and certainly it's now quite a thing, but being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and also, I mean, it ultimately winds up being a good economic choice, but they're just, it's the rightest thing to do. And, and, and farmers get kind of screwed, and Mocha Joe's makes sure that they don't. That's right. And it's one of the reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, mochajoes.com. If you live uh, here locally, of course, you just stop down at the little cafe. <sighs> That's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is. This is the Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is The Ear Spoon, found at theearspoon.com. Download it wherever you find all your podcasts. And uh, by all uh, 
by all sense and purposes, you should be making comments. Oh, yes, please. Let us know. Yes. I mean, engagement. You know, I mean, we see you're out there listening. We yeah. just, we just, you know, Millions. what do you think? Hey, here's a comment for Fish and Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Shut one, up. At a, one at a time, though. We can't hear a million people at once. I know. It makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just curious. So leave us a comment. Uh, if you're on the, uh, if, if you're on the iTunes store, like rate us. Uh, right. Excellente, which is uh, Latin for, uh, Something in Italian. I can't remember. That's not a language. That's, yeah. not, that's not in any language. And if you're going to write, if you're going to write something to us and it's insulting, mm-hmm. just be creative. Yeah, don't like a libtard, jackhole. You guys are stupid. <laughs> you guys. That's okay. I, I've decided it's hard not to make I the know. southern thing. And I'm just, trying. Not I, to. Oh, it's so difficult. I don't know why. We should both work on our Vermont accents and use that as dumb. <laughs> Even though Vermont tends to yeah. score very high in intelligence. It does. It, it has a tend to it. But then you got him. I don't know. He's out there buck hunting the other day. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and I seen it. I seen it up there on the ridge, you know, by Ball Mountain over there. And we was. <laughs> we was That's pretty good. You ever, somebody look at, you ever go hunting fish? And I said, no, I have a hard time raising a gun to something that doesn't owe me money. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm Sicilian. You see, <laughs> I'm Sicilian, so I have a I have a greater tendency to hunt on uh, how you call people. <laughs> anyway, bringing it back, bringing yeah, it back, bringing it, it back. back. Speaking, speaking of, of violence, <laughs> speaking of speaking of hunting people, uh, that's apparently what the Republicans uh, think that the Democrats are doing these days. That they are creating violence. Yeah. Now, the narrative, of course, is being created uh, from the top. Yeah. And the top being uh, that uh, that cinnamon Hitler, uh, the mango Hitler, <laughs> the mango Mussolini, yeah. uh, known as the uh, hmm, not my president, but a president to certain people, who fires man. up his base, and now he's on uh, the talking trail uh, before the midterms because th- these are the things that prove uh, that have been proven. Um, um, plans on working when they go out and they talk mm-hmm. of riling up the base and getting people to out to vote. It doesn't even have to be true. No. <laughs> God knows. In fact, in fact, it'll fare better and, and, yeah. and poll better if it's not true. Uh, but he is basically going out there and saying that the Democrats, he's trying to flip the script, control yeah. the narrative, that the Democrats are the ones that are violent. That's exactly right. And that's the irony of it. And it's not... I mean, it's gaslighting at its worst, mm-hmm. and the idea of you know, as you said, flipping the script or, or again projecting is the word I was using earlier. He's simply saying, and he and they, and again, here we are talking about him and it again. I know, which is what he does well, what they do well is perpetually get the the conversation in this direction. But I, you know, again, with elections coming up, it's worth discussing values. It's yeah. worth discussing operating systems, and I mean it when I say. The only thing that, that people on the right side of the spectrum can point to is Antifa, which, let's be clear, stands for anti-fascist. Unless you're into fascism, anti-fascism is a good position to take. Violence is not a good idea. Which is what they sort of tend. They, they, 
they, they more so than anybody else mm-hmm. on the left, and it's really rare. Yeah, it is rare, but they do it. And now you, when we started this podcast, basically say violence has no place unless you're defending yourself. Right. All right. So a lot of the Antifa stuff that you see in violent is in actual self-defense. That's correct. And so I just want to point that out there. And, and a couple of these guys um, have, have been forced to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are. And uh, the the Democrats are now the most violent uh, body of people, and this is how land. it happens. And then now you look at the at the real measures of violence. You look at the Southern uh, uh, Poverty Law Center. You look at who they're pointing at, and it's it's groups of white men right. <laughs> that are really the biggest threat of violence. And those those white men tend towards the right side of the continuum. Mm-hmm. And they are, are uh, what's the word I want? Uh, militia groups and uh, and white nationalist groups. You want to look at violence, look at the right side of the spectrum. I'm not saying it's exclusively so, but it's 10 to 1 or 100 to 1. Yep. Yep. No, every time. And it, it, it uh, you know, so the, the fact that they're trying to take this narrative and control it and make the Democrats seem like the, the violent people. Um, but when you stop and you think about what the narrative that they are trying to create in turn should bring out their normal right-wing voters to vote for them because that's what the right-wing does is they're violent. They beat you. They punch you in the face. Yeah, fuck your feelings. Yeah. You know? Kind of. It is a dominance model. It is a powering over model. It's the owning the libs is more important than anything oh in the world. God. And this goes back to the Lee Atwater, Carl Rove approach to getting the base electrified and excited. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be true or real. You just have to say the gays are your enemy. Right. The libs are your enemy. The enemies are The enemy is at the door and that gets me well i gotta get out there and defend my team and that and there you go again with the accent that's fine uh but that is that is really what you and it, do my vermont accent again? please do right. must, yeah <laughs> but but it the, i guess where we're at now is it, it actually works yeah. and so you look at the on the flip side of that progressives and democrats and etc uh what gets them excited to go out and vote it's you know fairness um con- concepts and ideas yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. not like oh well i mean the other side of though is i will say what's motivating a lot of people is the march of fascism yeah. you know violent authoritarian governance <laughs> it it is it's it's a, once again just a level of crazy and crazy feeding crazy and crazy feeding crazy again and yeah. now Crazy is just sitting in the corner, engorged, too fat to move, and right. all they can do is sit there and scream, "Libtard and snowflake!" And right. you know, did, did I mention that I was in Ireland recently? I had I, I had missed that. Yes, it was. It's another country entirely. It is. Yes, where. You know, granted, people have, you know, God knows Ireland's had its troubles. No. Uh, you know, it has, yes. So whatever you do, don't tell me you're Protestant. Right. No, no, no. Or no. depending I, on where you are, Catholic. But nobody wanted to talk about politics. I no, mean, an occasional why? snicker I mean, about Trump. There's but. just a, there's, there's just, you're a better country if you're not going through what we're going through. But what I'm, what I'm driving at here is the reactivity, the, like, the, the spasmodic sort of reflexive, like, thing yeah. on all sides of the continuum. I mean, it feels like the country is imploding to me, right? You know, and maybe that's a temporary thing, but it's being God, fomented so. by people. And I dare say, and again, I'm I'm no Democrat, but and I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi. I'm not a fan of Chuck Schumer. I'm not a fan of any of the leadership that I can mm-hmm. identify right now. Right. But 
it's it's again ten to one from the right saying false, misleading, and I would say hate-filled, encouraging the divide in this country. And I don't know how that gets repaired. So being in another country and coming back to it has been has been very stark. I have to admit, a couple weeks back, it's really difficult to see and witness some of this rage. It's just unadulterated rage. Well, it, it, it's annoying and it's become the new norm. So, mm. you know, road rage incidents now are just uh, just speaking on that alone are just kind of normal. Like you mm-hmm. don't even look at somebody flipping out and banging on their steering wheel and doing all that. It's just like, yeah. uh, no, I got to get to a Starbucks. Oh, no, he's got a gun. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Hope and prayers. But I, you know, I start to wonder about the, the wellness of, of a culture that is this sort of reactive and that is this th- sort of impulsive and also identifying that you over there are causing me the dis- this distress. You mm-hmm. over there are the source of all my, my discomfort. When in fact, you know, in, in, true of, of all things, nobody can make you anything. I mean, if you're, of course, being pummeled by fascists and white nationalists, et cetera, they're making you hurt for sure. Yeah, sure. But this idea that the damn libs, and I would even say, well, I got to be careful with that because looking at the conservative side of the spectrum, I love knowing smart, considerate, considered conservative people. And I do know some, and I'm grateful for that. But they are, I dare say, the rare exception. The ones that I most encounter are people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about or people that are just so hate-filled that they just, all they want to do is rage on people. Right. So I'm, I'm relieved the likes of Max Boot, and we've talked about some notable conservatives who are so eloquent about saying, this is not conservative what you people are doing. This is no. just hate. You know? It's just angry, and it's uh, my team beating your team. Yeah, you know? team it's, sports. It's just it. Uh, so it's just it's made the nation angry, and the only way that the Republican Party or what is now calling themselves the Republican Party, because I don't buy for an instant that what's going on right now is any level of conservatism. It's, it's just, not. It's it's, de- it's demonstrably not. No, it's not. Not by any stretch. It's the antithesis of what it is. Um, but it's just now we just have to turn around and, and make the Democrats what we used to be right. so that we can continue to win. And right. the likes of Mitch McConnell, oh, uh, you know, who just who just charged that out there and just 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 fan the hate flame and oh, just sure. and just, you know, just is no place for them. Sure, sure, sure. And and again, once and again, and I will say this from now until uh, until the and, until the election is done here in a month or so, a little less than a month, mm-hmm. um, that you just have to get out and vote. Mm-hmm. And and you know if if you don't like what's going on, your vote needs to reflect that. Yeah, and I would uh, take it a step further and say, you know, most of the people listening are probably voters. Most most of the people I talk to and encounter are probably voters. Find someone who's not. Yeah. And take them with you and persuade them to vote, even if it's not in the direction you want them to vote, but just get them to vote. Because the idea, what was I hearing today, that uh, uh, less than 20 percent of people under 30 voted in the last election. And, and that's kind of where the future is. Right. So if you're and, and they were asking people, well, how come you didn't? I'm kind of busy. Like, oh, really? Hmm. Really? There's a, a meme I, I love to reference, and it's a Handmaid Tale, mm-hmm. Handmaid Tale meme. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the, all the handmaids are dressed in red, mm-hmm. okay? And that's in this, in this dystopian society. And there are three or four of them sitting around um, talking. And, and then the meme says, you know, I just didn't like Hillary. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I just and 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 you're entitled to think that, but this so it it just basically says, you know, I mean, do I think that things would have been much much better with a Hillary Clinton as president? You know what? I I, I guess we'll never know. I know this. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with now. No, that I could say almost with a hundred percent certainty. And I love hearing from from the the, the Republican president, who this party has to own that mm-hmm. that the Republican party that controls all three branches of government, that the Democrats are the reason that things are not going well. Yeah, really, really, all three branches of government, really. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that changes. I, you know, I'm I'm feeling hopeful about the House flipping. Um, I would love to see the Senate go. But, oh, you know. be so just a lame duck, this guy, for his final two years. Well, more than that. Yeah. Get him in jail. Yeah, there's you know? that. There's so, that. Overturn anyway. his uh, his selections in the Supreme Court. This is the question I have. We raised this at the last podcast, and I, is that the and thing? Then, you know? And then let's see who the party of violence is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> let's see. right. Let's see how calm and serene the Republican Party stays. Exactly right. Should any of that happen? Well, I mean, that remains a question. If anybody out there is an attorney or a constitutional law professor and – Auto parts? No, never mind. Yeah, auto. Um, if you own a bakery. Right, if you own a bakery and a con- And you do Dale's, <laughs> we eat. But if anybody knows, I mean, what is the speculation? What is the, the, the current thinking that if a president is found to have violated the law and is sent to jail, does that render moot and uh, nullified all of his appointments and all of his actions? And if that's Yes. It, you know, quick answer, yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. Gotta go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, because if not, I tell you, I will get violent. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it there. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's been uh, another fine, fine episode of the Ear Spoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's Coffee and Serious Natural Remedies. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another hot topic. I would so much like to do something that's off politics. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. All and right. palate cleanser as we come right up, right up upon the uh, the midterm election, too. <laughs> maybe we'll wait until after the midterms. Yeah, maybe. Because I think stuff's going to get hot. But anyway, <laughs> I've been Fish. I've been Steve. You can find us at theearspoon.com. And, of course, always download us where you get your podcasts. Sayonara. Bye-bye. This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Wow.